I want you to have your best year ever. What if you were able to master the ability to briefly look back in the rearview mirror on this year's disappointments and this year's accomplishments and only take the good stuff into next year and leave the excess baggage behind? How would that help you get a jump start on achieving next year's goals? This is the Team of a Lifetime show. I'm your host, Sally Love, and I have helped hundreds of leaders in industrial manufacturing, construction, and on capital projects of up to $24 billion transform their failing or mediocre teams into exceptional teams. Teams that delivered results that people didn't even believe were possible. And that's what the Team of a Lifetime show is all about. Success stories, successful team approaches, and lessons learned to help you transform your team into the Team of a Lifetime. As I was thinking about goal setting, I was curious to see how many books there are on goal setting. So I popped open my laptop and I did a quick search at my local library. I typed in the words goal setting into the search bar and it came back with results telling me that my local library has 4,287 books on goal setting. I guess I was expecting maybe a couple thousand, but I wasn't expecting 4,287 books. Then my curiosity got me. So I went to Amazon and I did the same search again. I typed in goal setting and it came back with over 7,000 books on goal setting. Now, you probably already know this, but just in case you don't, if you ever want to know whether a topic is a hot topic, whether it's generated a lot of interest, whether people are resonating with a particular topic, all you need to do is see how many books have been written on that topic. And so in this case, I would say with over 7,000 books on goal setting, it's a fair assumption that people have great interest in goal setting. And after all, it makes sense, doesn't it? Because when we set and achieve goals, then we are able to have a bigger impact on the people around us. We are able to provide for our family and to experience things that are important to us. But we get that by setting goals. So now let's take a look at the three principles that I want to share with you today. And remember, this is about how to position yourself for the new year and make next year the best year ever. The first principle is that you need to take a brief look back over this year before jumping into next year's goals. I know you're ready for this year to be over. You're excited about next year. I am too. But you have to take a look back over this year before you jump into next year's goals. And the reason why this is so important is that to be successful next year, you need to know what went really well this year so you can do more of it and so that you can take some of those principles and lessons learned into next year. And likewise, you need to look back over this year to see the things that, well, they didn't exactly go the way you thought they would. 
maybe you had this idea of a great strategy, but that strategy didn't really pan out. You want to have that knowledge, have that learning and that understanding so that you don't drag that baggage into next year with you. Speaking of baggage, I flew to France with a client of mine. We each originated in our home states and we met up in New York for the trip across the ocean. And when we landed in France, we reached up in the overhead bins above us and we grabbed our briefcases and our small carry-on bags from the overhead and we headed to Customs and Immigration. And while we were standing there waiting for our passports to be stamped, my client casually said, hey, Sally, did you happen to check any baggage? And I said, yeah, I did. And he said, okay, great. When we get done here, we'll head to baggage claim. I didn't know it at the time, but we were really headed to baggage claim to get my bag. He hadn't checked any. So we stood around waiting for what seemed like a lifetime for my bag to come out on the conveyor belt. And um, finally it did. And so I grabbed my bag and off we went. The only thing is we had to go through numerous turnstiles. So here I was, I had my briefcase, I had my carry-on bag, and I had this big bag that I had checked. Now, you might not remember this kind of bag, but at one time, suit bags were a thing. The theory was you hung your suits up in this bag and then you folded it over. And when you arrived at your final destination, your suits would be in really good shape and not wrinkled. Well, it was a great concept, but there was nothing about that bag that was beneficial. My clothes were always wrinkled when I got to where I needed to go. And it was clunky and heavy. And that was the case that day as I was trying to go through all those turnstiles. Now, my client is a terrific down-to-earth man. And he quickly realized that I was struggling with all that luggage. And he said, Sally, how about I carry your suit bag? I think that will help us get to our destination faster. I was mortified. Here I was on this trip to help my client, the CEO of an international manufacturing company, and he was offering to carry my baggage for me. But that's exactly what we ended up doing, because I'll tell you, we were not going to get to the driver and we were not going to get to the destination that we needed to get to if I continued to get stuck on all those turnstiles. So here's the question I want to ask you. Are you carrying too much baggage from one year to the next year with your goals? You probably are. And the reason I can say that is because I know that when I haven't taken the time to look back over the year that I'm about to close out before jumping in and making these new ambitious goals, that's exactly what happened to me. I carried baggage from one year to the next year, just like I carried too much baggage on that trip to France. You know what the really good news is? You already have this skill of briefly looking back before moving forward. So right now, I want you to imagine that you are driving down a highway. What do you instinctively do before changing lanes? You do a quick check in the rear view mirror and the side mirrors, right? Of course you do. You'd be crazy not to. 
you're not going to change lanes without looking to see what's going on behind you and beside you. That's too dangerous. It's the same way with goal setting. You've got to look behind you and beside you before you move on and change lanes into next year. If you don't learn from this past year before jumping into next year, then you'll be carrying your heavy, unnecessary baggage around too. I want you to have your best year ever. What if you were able to master the ability to briefly look back in the rearview mirror on this year's disappointments and this year's accomplishments and only take the good stuff into next year and leave the excess baggage behind? How would that help you get a jump start on achieving next year's goals? Okay, let's take a look at principle number two. Once you've taken that quick look back in the rearview mirror and you've determined what to keep and what excess baggage that you're going to leave behind, then you need to get a clear, vivid picture of what your best year ever actually looks like. You need a vision for your success. There's a quote from Lewis Carroll, the author of Alice in Wonderland, and he said it like this, if you don't know where you want to go, then it doesn't matter which path you take. And that's the way it is for you. If you don't know what your best year ever looks like, it doesn't matter what you do next year because you're not going to achieve your goals anyway. So you've got to have a very clear mental picture, an image in your mind for what success looks like for you for next year. And by the way, your success is not the same as somebody else's success. Don't worry about what somebody else is doing. Don't compare yourself to other people. Most people don't create this vivid mental image in their brain of where they want to go, but they just wing it. I've worked with a lot of leaders helping them build high-performing teams. When we first start working with a team, we get all the team members to complete a team assessment to see in what areas the team's working well and where their biggest areas of improvement are. And one of the areas that we assess is result clarity. So we measure to what degree the team members know what results are they are expected to deliver and if they have a clear path to deliver those results. The average score for results clarity is 63% out of a possible 100%. Can you imagine the impact on team performance, the impact on actually delivering results when there's only 63% results clarity? For you individually and in achieving your goals, this has got to be crystal clear in your own mind of what your success looks like. When we dig deeper and we ask team members about this results clarity, we typically find that the team members only have some vague notion about what success looks like. And because that image is so fuzzy and vague to them, they lack the direction that they need to deliver the very results that the company or the project is expecting them to deliver. And it's the same with you. If you only have a vague, fuzzy, out-of-focus vision 
for your success next year, then how are you going to move towards it? How are you going to make sure that you actually achieve it? Do you remember Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People? Habit number two is begin with the end in mind. It's probably my favorite out of the seven habits. And as Stephen Covey put it, it's the ability to envision in your mind what you cannot presently see with your eyes. Let me say that again. It's the ability to envision in your mind what you cannot presently see with your eyes. And that's exactly what I want you to do. I want you to fast forward to the end of next year, and I want you to imagine that you have achieved your results, that you are successful, that you have created the best year you've ever had. What did you accomplish? What impact did you have? What kind of breakthroughs did you have? I want you to envision in your mind what your success looks like before it even happens. This principle is so powerful because once you have that clarity in your mind of what your best year ever really looks like, then your brain goes to work figuring out how to make it happen. Your brain works on it while you're sleeping. What do you think your results clarity score would be out of 100%? Would it be above or below the average 63%? And if you were to tap into your imagination and get that clear, full-color image of success, what kind of clarity and confidence would that give you going into next year? Okay, let's move on to the third principle. Once you have that vivid image of what your best year ever looks like, then you just need to identify the specific goals that will lead you to success. I was coaching a leader on a mega project, and he was struggling. And one day he said, Sally, it just seems like I'm all over the place. I'm working these long hours. I'm coming in on the weekend. I'm away from my family all the time. And he said, I, I just, I keep working hard. I don't feel like I have a lot to show for it. And I said, would you mind showing me your annual goals? And he said, no, not at all. And he proceeded to open his laptop and search for his goals. I just sat there waiting patiently for him to find them. Now, the fact that he had to search his laptop for his goals was a big red flag to me. And that's a topic for another day. Anyway, he finally found the document and said, here they are. But those weren't goals. They were nothing more than a laundry list of everything he could think of that would need to be done for him to be successful. What he showed me was more like a stream of consciousness. No wonder he felt like a hamster going around and around and around on the hamster wheel. He didn't have the clarity that he needed. Don't create a laundry list of stuff. Don't capture a stream of consciousness. Identify the seven goals. That's right, just seven. The seven goals that are certain to lead to your desired destination, I've discovered that seven is the sweet spot. It's the ideal number of goals because it allows enough specificity. But with anything more than seven, 
I can almost guarantee that what you'll be doing is you'll be mixing goals and actions. And when you mix goals and actions, you won't have the focus you need throughout the year so that you can actually achieve the goals. And with fewer than seven goals, your goals will be so broad and so vague that they truly won't be goals. They'll be big ideas. Now, there is nothing wrong with big ideas, but right now we're talking about goal setting, not coming up with big ideas. So what about you? When you've set your goals in the past, have they kind of been all over the map? Did you fall into the trap of having too many goals or too few goals rather than just the right number? When you get your seven goals identified for next year, what kind of focus and level of energy will you be able to bring to achieving your goals next year? So let's review the three principles that we have talked about today. Principle number one, take a quick look back in the rearview mirror over this year before jumping into next year's goals. Principle number two, allow your imagination free reign to create a vivid picture of what success looks like for you at the end of next year. And principle number three is to identify the seven specific goals that will lead to making your vivid image of your best year ever a reality. Now, there's one more thing I want to tell you about this. When you implement these three principles of goal setting, you're going to be among the most elite performers because these are the things that elite performers do. I want you to imagine that it's your first day back at work in the new year. Imagine yourself walking into your office or work area, standing a little taller, having a lot more energy, and knowing that while everyone around you is still trying to figure out what the race in the new year is all about, you're already out of the starting blocks. You've left everybody else in the dust. Let's make next year your best year ever. Hey, thank you for being here today on this important conversation. If this was valuable to you, will you share it? And let me know what questions you have about developing exceptional teams. And you might just hear your answer right here in the future. Join me next week for another episode of the Team of a Lifetime Show.